0: Thank you. Welcome to Wonder Beauty Divya. For our viewers who may already love or be new to Wonder Beauty, can you tell us a bit more about what makes you so unique?
1: Sure. So, Wonder Beauty, we focus on creating fewer, better beauty essentials. And that's what's really unique because when you think about beauty, you often think about more is more. And we have a less is more philosophy. Fewer Better Beauty Essentials. Fewer because most of them are multitaskers. As you can see, they come with multi-use formulas. This is our On The Glow blush. Lips and cheeks all in one. And it's also double-sided componentry. And this is really catered to women who are time-starved and on the move. So the better part of Fewer Better is that it's clean beauty, it's good for your skin, it works with your skin, not against it. And the essentials, it's a range of skin and color and soon to be hair and body um, that really is essentials that you reach for and you grab every single day. So we take a less is more approach to beauty, which is truly unique.
0: That seems perfectly in tune to us with modern beauty and how it's evolving. What was it like for you and Lindsay Ellington when you started uh, the company and had this vision and you made it reality?
1: You know, it was really tricky because we believe in streamlining your beauty routine and we really are self-proclaimed women that are time-starved and on the move. So we wanted to create one multitasker, just one thing that really encompassed the brand and really spoke to the mission that we were trying to achieve. And that was really tricky because what is that one thing? So we really came out with the On the Glow Blush and Illuminator as that one essential that can do so much for your face, your legs, your your body. Um, and so... That was the tricky part, really thinking of one multitasker that will really speak to so many women. And we created this video that showed you how to use it 20 different ways. And that's how the brand was born and built. Yeah. So it started with that one product. One product. And no
0: one in the market was doing anything like that at no that time. No And
1: it really was to understand. And as an entrepreneur, what do you do? You test, you iterate, you see what works, and you build on that. And so for us, we're like, why would we create a whole collection when we don't even know if this concept is really going to resonate? all of our market data, all of our research that we had done prior to launching pointed us in the right direction, that this was a problem that women had in their lives. We interviewed 100 women from 18 to 74 years old, women across the country, different ethnicities, different skin tones, different lifestyles, different socioeconomic backgrounds, and they all said they had the same pain points that we did. Too many things, too little time, didn't know how to use them, dirty brushes, Cracked powders, just stuff that you know made the beauty routine really tough. And we wanted to create something seamless that solved their problems.
0: And it feels like all of your clients feel that you're really speaking to them with what you're doing at the moment. How has your mission changed from the early days? Has it? I mean, obviously, it feels like you've got that constant dialogue going. But has
1: it? Has your your view of what you're creating changed a lot over the years? I think it's definitely evolved. I think you. Um, something out there it's not 100% baked and you just kind of see how the market reacts to it and then you mold it and change it and it's all this process of kind of working with your client and solving her problems and her needs and one of the things that we do a lot of is social co-creation so we'll really work with our clients our Instagram followers our Facebook followers our people who subscribe to our emails and we get a lot of their feedback so whether it's surveys or putting up product ideas or naming shades or giving us information on things they wish that we would create. We literally have an open-ended questions, like if there was anything in the world that you could create in terms of beauty, what would it be? So we take this process of social co-creation and that helps evolve our brand. And that's how we change and that's how our mission changes because it's so influenced by our client and by her experience that we're constantly evolving and changing to suit her needs.
0: That's amazing to have that at the heart of the brand as well because it feels like brands are starting to behave more and more like that now, but for that to have been your start point is amazing. It's just
1: real-time communication. It's like, how can we service her and make her be an evangelist of the brand and share her love for the brand and the love for these multitaskers with her friends? And it really is that she has... To be part of the process. Yes. She has to be front and center in everything we're developing and creating. Yeah, It
0: must be amazing to have that kind of ongoing dialogue and to see your followers continue to love everything that you're launching and be loyal in that way. We love the brand's name. Can you
1: tell us a bit about the branding process and how you came to the name and, and the look and feel for the brand? The branding process was a conversation on my living room couch with my co-founder Lindsay um, and we really thought it's very difficult in this day and age to get a great domain name. And there are a couple different things that I think make sense for branding. One is I like names that are easy to pronounce and easy to spell and also have high recognition amongst consumers. So we had a short list of names um, and these were all really speaking to the mission of time-starved, women on the go, keeping you gorgeous on the go. And they were short list of about five names, and what we do is we do a survey process. And I've done this, this is my fourth company, I've done it every single time I've launched a brand or a company. And what we do is we survey a lot of consumers, we give them the you know, four or five choices, and then we make the screen go blank. And the reason we make the screen go blank is that we want to see how many people remember the names. And so they're supposed to write down however many names that they remember from this survey and their choices of ranking them from top to bottom. And Wander Beauty had the highest name recognition. And for us, it just felt so authentic and real to what we were doing. We both are incredibly inspired by travel. We love to travel. We both have a serious case of wanderlust. And we really just felt like We're inspired by our travels. It helps us create the fewer, better beauty essentials that we make. And we put the A in Wander is actually a compass. So you see it here that this is the A in Wander as a compass. And then we have that compass kind of live um, through our packaging. And it really just inspires us to explore and to to live and to travel. So it's really expressed through the brand completely in that way. And also the color. You know, you'd mentioned like what makes it different is that one of the things that i think is important for branding is really owning a color story when you think of robin egg blue you think of like tiffany because you see that bag walking down 5th avenue in new york city and you i automatically identify with the brand even you know walking down 34th street in manhattan you see that yellow and black bag you know it's forever 21 it's just brands have iconic color stories and it allows consumers to identify those colors with that brand. We wanted to own a color in the beauty market. So much of beauty is black and it's white and it's so static to us. We wanted to kind of bring the shades of Wanderberry, even this shade of Wanderberry, which is kind of like a light blush, which now clean that up. It could get lipstick everywhere, right? And so this concept of really having shades of Wanderberry in our packaging is something that we own and we believe in. And it allows the, the client to really identify with our brand and connect with it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So actually, the, you've got a name for the color as well. You've got your we own. It own yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous. And I think it has all of those cues of beauty and the glamour that you want. But I love that you've got this feeling of kind of the wanderlust at the heart of it as well. And you involved your consumer in naming the brand as well. So it really has been implicit right the way through the brand journey.
1: hasn't Every it? step of the process. It's not authentic and real if they're not engaged in everything 360.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really gives you that longevity, I think, to continue taking your consumer on that journey with you. Um, You've said before you believe in pull, not push marketing. And again, I think that's the sort of extension of this story, isn't it? Of the real authenticity and the constant
1: dialogue that you've got with your,
0: your consumers, your clients, as you call them. Of
1: course. I think that a lot of beauty that I discovered during my journey as a consumer was it was just a lot of push marketing. I would open a magazine, I would see tons of ads, I would go and ride the subway in the morning to work and I would see tons of ads. Then I would walk the city streets and see tons of more ads. I'd get on my Instagram feed and I would see tons of more ads and I just felt inundated by this push marketing and that doesn't resonate with me. I just find that very corporate, very sterile, um, very inauthentic and very manufactured and now I'm seeing a new age of push marketing which is a lot of you know beauty influencers which I think are amazing and educating and um, kind of building connections with clients but a kind of manufactured push when products launch where everyone's talking about the same thing and how do you know if they really love it or they don't love it and it's just, it's a little tough for me to digest and so we believe in a completely different concept. We believe in that social co-creation with our client involving them in every step of the process. We have women we call Wander Beauties that are engaged in the product development process from the very early onset of every formula, every bit of packaging that we create. We have them testing and trying formulas and giving us feedback, whether it's influencers that we work with that are engaged and have tried so many products from so many different brands because they're getting packages every single day and they know they're savvy about what's good and what's not. Or it's consumers or it's um, or it's people on our email list or it's people who've reached out to the brand, different ages, different skin types. You can't just go after one crop. You have to really understand how this plays with so many different women with different lifestyles and different skin concerns. And so we engage them in the process. And so when it comes time to market our... Um, our new launches it's really about involving them in the process it's about that word of mouth process of then the product comes out for example i'll show you our new delusion foundation this is something that we just launched and it's unlike any foundation that's out there this is a foundation that has full coverage and it can deal with all of your age spots sunspots melasma hyperpigmentation but it's in a tube and you can take it with you anywhere so there's no scare of the glass bottle breaking in your bag and then it has an applicator that's already built in a doe foot so that you can actually apply this anywhere it's dual purpose you can use it as a concealer you can use it as a full coverage foundation it's very flexible you can mix it with our illuminating oil and give it a sheen finish and have a tinted moisturizer so It serves the purpose of this woman. She wants all these things and she wants it in one easy to go package that goes anywhere. But what was interesting is we had a client that had melasma on her forehead that um, was involved in the testing process. And she just kept testing it and kept giving us feedback. And she's like, I cannot buy a foundation unless it literally covers my melasma. And so when we finally sent it to her, when we launched it, she posted on Instagram. She's like, this is before, this is after, this is me. I was involved in this process. And it's just, there's a point of authenticity that comes from that pull marketing instead of push marketing that you can't manufacture and you can't buy. And so really being engaged with that client every step of the the process creates this word-of-mouth effect from people who are really evangelists of the brand
0: yeah. it must be so rewarding when you've been <laughs> on that journey for you and her to see that and for her to share that story as well and i think you know more and more you're hearing these stories of influencers with these piles of things that they have from brands and so for you to be going in the opposite direction and talking yeah. actually about scaling down your products, but investing what really works and this and creating structures because as you say i mean a lot of what cosmetics brands and personal care brands are launching is often the same structures but yeah. you're creating custom
1: structures that are really specific to work as well and as they can there's structures of micro influence yeah. so we're seeing that that people are resonating more with someone who's telling them either peer to peer or someone they aspire to be like or engage with on yeah. instagram or on facebook yeah. they trust their opinion more than they trust you know an ad yeah. from some any sort of Um, you know, print or television or whatever it may be in the ad uh, sphere. I feel like that micro influence of connection Mm -hmm. is what works. And so that client who had the melasma who put on the foundation then posted on her beauty group that has over Mm 10,000 different members and she, you know, was a complete brand evangelist and telling people about her own experience. And so then those fears of micro-influence really bubble up into big things.
0: And no doubt, obviously, many of her followers will be followers because they've got some of the similar issues. And so she's then spreading the word and finding a solution for them too. Yeah. So the ingredients and the product design for Beauty are big differentiators in the market as we've discussed for the brand. Can you talk us through a bit of the process? We've discussed obviously development and working with influencers and, and clients to do that but it'd be great to hear a bit more about some of maybe your standout products.
1: When it comes to product development, I think there's one big philosophy that we live and breathe at Wanda Beauty and it's innovation. It's like, how can we innovate 360 when we're creating a new multitasker? Number one, is it solving a problem? So that's like step one in the product development process. It's like, we're constantly asking everyone around our brand, our team, our retail partners, our clients. What is it that you, A, wish you have? And B, what are the problems in your routine? And so when we look at those different problems and concerns and we ask them, we, we do surveys constantly, by the way. If you're on the Wander Beauty email list, you know you get a survey pretty often. And out of this process, we get product ideas. And so once we have an idea, we really crystallize that product idea into an actual product by a process of innovation. We say, OK, if the concern is exfoliation, and people are like, you know what? I, want to deal with my dead skin. Is it chemical? Is it manual? What do you prefer? Is there new technology that we can employ? Like we want to be environmentally conscious. We are going to use cellulose beads instead of using, you know, plastic or crystals that are having negative impact on the footprint in our environment. So we really take every step of the process separately and say to ourselves, how do we innovate? How do we innovate in the packaging? How do we innovate in the delivery system of delivering the formula? How do we innovate in the formula? And how do we enrich that formula with global skin loving ingredients? It's every single fruit enzyme, natural active that we can think of that really um, embodies our philosophy of clean beauty, but it also has the philosophy of maximum results, minimum effort. So we really want it to be efficacious. We want people to test and try everything, whether it's our skincare or it's our color cosmetics and see an instant result that they're pleased with. So it's performance first and foremost, but then kind of innovating in the process.
0: All the things you've accomplished and obviously talked about starting four companies, which is incredible. What are you most proud of?
1: I'm most proud of literally opening up my email and seeing amazing feedback from clients. It is like, there's nothing more for me to be proud of than that. It's not about any accomplishment, it's not about any award, it's not about any self-achievement because that's not what drives me. What I'm most proud of is opening my inbox and getting something forwarded from customer service where someone is gushing about trying something, using something, solving a skin concern. Someone is like, you know, oh my God, at night I have dry itchy skin every night and you know, I use your Glow Getter Mist and it just totally hydrates my face and I wake up and I feel fresh and I feel alive and I'm ready to like attack the day. And even just someone who's using a coverage product like this that feels confident. They're like, you know, my acne, my age spots, whatever their concern may be, just addressing that and empowering them to feel more beautiful and more confident, there's nothing more to feel excited about than that. That is my biggest accomplishment, bar none.
0: So we're seeing a bit of a shift away from traditional marketing to the traditional demographics. Obviously, there's a lot of talk constantly about millennials. There's also a slightly older market, I think, that is wanting to be spoken to in a bit of a different way, particularly in the beauty category. Do you hear very different feedback from different age groups?
1: Absolutely. And I think their needs are different. And I think that what I love about what I'm seeing from the millennial consumer base is that our millennial clients, like, They care about sustainability. They care about the environment. They care about clean ingredients. They're doing research on ingredients to see if they're efficacious, if they're smart, if they're good for them. They they want things that are free of mineral oil, free of synthetic fragrance, free of parabens, free of phthalates. So we're servicing that millennial, um, socially conscious client who wants clean beauty and also cares about what we're doing um, in terms of ethically sourcing our ingredients. And I love that. And I embrace that and think it's beautiful. What I also see from um, our, I would say, 30 plus, 40 plus demographic, which is our time-starved woman on the go who may be a professional woman who's working, a mom or working mom, she doesn't feel spoken to in the market. She's somewhat neglected. People are so heavily marketing to millennials and marketing to on the artistry side and makeup to you know the person who has a 20 step routine and this woman who just looks at herself in the morning and says I want to look 25% better than what I look right now I'm going to work I'm maybe picking up the kids from carpool or I'm like you know doing anything else living my busy active life I'm going to the gym or I'm working out or whatever it is they just like want to be themselves they don't want to they don't want makeup and skincare to transform them into someone they're not they just want to look like themselves just a little better or maybe just take 10 years off because that'll be great too so it's just this opportunity to really service her needs whether it's addressing skin concerns early and you know giving them the right formulas to think about hydration and our baggage claim gold under eye masks were huge um, on the millennial front because they were instagram worthy and they were so socially relevant and kind of shared, but really they solve a problem. It's this overnight tired eyes, wrinkles, fine lines, you want brightening, it just, it works. Mm-hmm. And I think that having the mix of understanding what everybody wants is very interesting and in servicing them in different ways.
0: Yeah, I think understanding as you do that women's lives are so nuanced now. Um, and to be with them on that journey, as you say, mm-hmm. not to change how they look because that was the previous aspiration of the beauty category was to right. make you look like someone else or yeah. someone you couldn't be, but to right. make you the best version of yourself is obviously where women's mindset is now at and to support that in the way you do is incredible. So our final question for you is what's next for Wonder Beauty? if oh you can God, so many it things. <laughs>
1: um, so what's next for Wonder Beauty? Um, a lot. I think that we are really... Continuing to innovate on the product forefront and really bringing new multitaskers to market that are efficacious, which are you know minimum effort, maximum results, and lots more essentials coming. I think concentrated launches that we're going to really build a movement around, and so having few things that we really feel passionate about and having this groundswell um, around those launches. I think leveraging technology the way we have is. You know, at the forefront of what we do well, we are really engaged with our client and every method that she feels works for her. So we have almost 70% of our traffic is mobile, um, a smaller percentage is desktop and tablet. And so servicing that mobile consumer, allowing it to make it easy for her to shop via text, engaging with her through Facebook Messenger, we're always leveraging new and innovative ways to... Personalize their shopping experience and deliver a more streamlined shopping experience. So we're always testing and iterating on that we do a lot of a B testing in terms of thinking about Every time you come to WanderBeauty.com, you will have a personalized experience that's suited to you, which will be completely different than my experience when I visit the site. So, we're optimizing pages and moving you through different processes and flow that are very personalized. You don't realize it as you're going through the site, but it's something we're working on on our end. And our ultimate goal is to have a one-on-one personalized shopping experience that is completely different per person.
0: That's amazing. And your clients are obviously feeling that because you have this loyal Group of do you have a name for your community? Yeah, Wander Beauties. Yeah, Wander Beauties. Yeah, lovely. And Wondresses also. Wondresses. <laughs> so it's going to be difficult to choose, but it's going to be the question everyone wants the answer to. What is the one beauty product you cannot live without?
1: Okay, so this is my ride or die. This is the Glow Ahead um, Face Oil. I cannot live without this. I have perpetual dry skin. I suffer from autoimmune disease and also just thyroid issues. So this goes everywhere, face, body, you name it, cuticles, hair ends. It's just incredible hydration and I can take it with me anywhere
0: because it's in a tube. Amazing and perfect for traveling as we yes. were discussing and city living, given that so many more of us are going to be doing it in the future. And who doesn't like...
1: want a little radiance in their life? Exactly. <laughs> I do.
0: Perfect answer. Um, and can we ask, what was the last thing that you really drew inspiration from? It can
1: be in the category, out, your Just life. going to Barcelona, I feel like I get so inspired by traveling. It's the city, the lights, the culture, the food, the people. I'm just absorb it all in, and it's just incredible inspiration for me. So I love to travel, and I just came back from a trip with my family to Barcelona. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful country
0: as well, amazing food. Yes. And our last question would be, a kind of finish
1: and fill in the dots. The key to good beauty branding is? Product performance. And I think it's less about the branding and more about being great, innovating and creating amazing product that word of mouth effect will always be there. I feel like people overthink the packaging, the branding, the messaging, and then ultimately you get the product. And it's like, you love the messaging, you love the product, but then it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, you get that one purchase. You're never gonna get that retention, that replenishment, that long tail relationship with the client. If it's amazing on first impact and first use, you'll always have that relationship with the client and you can iterate and get the packaging and all the branding and the messaging better. But if the product quality is not there, you don't get a second chance. Thank you so much, Divya.
0: I feel like there's so much to know about Wonder Beauty, but this was an amazing introduction. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you for much. having me. Thank you.